calling all overwhelmed coaching and service-based entrepreneurs. Are you struggling with working in and on all the things when it comes to your business? Delegating projects to your team, struggling with apps, tools, and programs that are supposed to make you feel more productive? You are not alone. We have created this podcast for you. Tune in each week to hear how you can create structure within your business, learn when it's time to hire a team, and be the fly on the wall for the episodes when we talk with other entrepreneurs who were in this same situation, but worked through it with the help of a team. Welcome to the Business Managers Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Business Managers Podcast. We are back for another week, and we have another great guest on the show today, our friend Suzanne Tregenza Moore. She knows all too well how living the entrepreneurial roller coaster feels. She's committed to stop women from playing whack a mole with to do lists. I know that. Well, instead, focusing on bringing revenue into their businesses using strategy, marketing, technology, delegation, and mindset. Her clients describe her as invaluable, a gentle butt kicker, and say she's helped them to unleash their vision. A Jersey girl, born and bred, Suzanne and her husband, Kevin, now call the South Shore of Massachusetts home with their two sons and mini Labrador daughter named Lily. Hang On Tight is her first book, which we're going to talk all about today. And we have a ton of questions for Suzanne. So Suzanne, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here and hang out with you guys. I know. It should be fun. We're hanging yeah. in and we're hanging on tight and we're hanging out. Yes. So, yes. Yes. I love that you said you relate to the whack-a-mole. That's one of those things that I, I swear every time I say it or I interact with someone, I can see their little eyes go up. If they know what whack-a-mole is, right? they're like, yes. Oh my God. That's how I feel about it's my so true. Yep, yeah, those to-do yeah. lists. And it's just like, ugh. so we'll talk all about that. But yeah, so tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got to where you are now and how you work with your clients. Yeah, I would love to. Thank you. A little bit about myself. So as my bio said, I'm a mom. I have two boys who are 12 and 14. So we're entering like the tween teenhood. Oh, Lord, it is not for the faint of heart. <laughs> I have my little Labradoodle and I, I joke that she's the only one that listens to me, but the truth is, is that none of them do. And I've been in Massachusetts now for three years. I often say that I'm like a Northeastern mutt because I've lived in New Jersey. I've lived in New York. I've lived in Massachusetts. I've spent every summer of my life in New Hampshire. I've lived in Vermont. So I'm like, wow, you, know, you really yeah, have hit I, the States. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. One could say I get around, but only in the most appropriate way. Right. Of course. Um, yes. So that's just a little bit about me and life. And I left a corporate job. I was actually invited to leave a corporate job. That was nice <laughs> um, of them. Yes, about 11 years ago. And my kids were really little. And my husband knew that I had this yearning to be an entrepreneur. And he kind of said, you know, maybe now's the time. And I started off trying to do my own thing. And I was really, really struggling. And I, I finally kind of hit my stride when I created my business, the implementation station and the implementation station was a VA services firm. And 
I started out doing all the work myself and then gradually brought on a team and I dealt with all the things that a new business owner deals with, raising my prices, figuring out my own value, doubting everything that I did, Um, you know, finding myself kind of in a dark corner going, I'm just doing everything wrong and why isn't it working? You know, Mm -hmm. um, all of those things. And I started that business because at the time, even though I was an MBA, I have an MBA from uh, Babson, which is a Massachusetts school, as you guys probably well know, I felt that I couldn't coach people in having their own business because I hadn't done it myself successfully. So I did the implementation station, had that business for a number of years, went through all the trials and tribulations, and then gradually morphed into coaching, which was really, I think, always in there as the, as the passionate thing I wanted to do. And gradually I've built up my coaching business. You know, I work one-on-one with clients about a year ago. I started a membership group that I call the client conversion club. I primarily work with women who are solo entrepreneurs and are struggling in whatever it is they're trying to achieve in their business. Many of them have been in a corporate environment, been very, very successful in corporate, and then wanted to take those skills and transition to being on their own, but they don't realize what they don't know about being an entrepreneur. And so I created the client conversion club because what I saw was there's so many of those women out there. And for one reason or another, they're not ready to make the investment in one-on-one coaching. I love having the option for them to, for me to be able to share my knowledge and them to be able to receive it in a way that it makes sense for both of us. I do a recording every month. I teach a lesson. I have a Q&A call with the group. And every month that goes by, the membership becomes more and more valuable because all my members have the ability to access all the recordings. So so yeah, I do one-on-one. I do uh, the membership. And what I really work with people on is strategy and marketing. And I think a lot of it for a solopreneur, it really goes hand in hand, right? Because you have to be marketing your business every single day, but you have to have a clear strategy around it. I think that a lot of people, a lot of women that I know and that I've worked with will start to have a strategy and then they'll get stuck in it somewhere. Mm -hmm. And instead of figuring out why they're stuck, they will shift to like the latest thing that comes down their Facebook feed. And I like to help people be a little more introspective and a little bit more individually focused Mm -hmm. on what their strengths are rather than what somebody else says is like the latest way to make millions. So that's a little bit about each of those parts of me. (laughs) No, that's awesome because there's so many new things that pop up, shiny things. And I think that's just what we do as business owners, oh, well, maybe that'll work or that'll work or, you know, and try to jump on the bandwagon. And it's just, it's hard. It's hard to keep up. It really is. And, and the thing is, is that when we see most of those things that, you know, someone is promoting, right. They're usually promoting a specific tactic and tactics work, right. But there are underlying things that need to be working first in order for any tactic to work. And what I find is often 
my clients really need the help of the one-on-one or at least the support of someone who has more experience so that they're not being looked at as like, you will fit into this box and use this tactic and move forward. And because there, there's usually incongruencies that are built into what they're trying to do. And no matter how many times they try the tactic, it's not going to work. Right. And, or it is, and what I see people do, and I did this myself for so long, I would try something and it wouldn't work. And so then I'd be like, well, that doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And what I often say is a lot of business owners are out there and they're trying to fix the 80% of something when it's really the 20% that they need to be fixing because it's down there in like the fundamental foundation. Either they don't understand their ideal client well enough, or they're not speaking to the benefits that that person really cares about enough. And if they, you know, we often need somebody else outside of our situation to show us what's going on and to show us where the holes are because we can't see them ourselves. Mm. I think that's so true. So basically one-to-one coaching helps them build the foundation. Personally, I think that one-on-one coaching is the best thing you can do to build your business faster. But I also know that, you know, the price tag of that is very intimidating, right? And we all come, I mean, and I tell the story in my book, actually, I remember the first time I spent $300 on coaching in my business. And I mean, I was shaking like a leaf when I put my credit card information in to that, you know, whatever it was online. Right. Right. And it was well worth it, but I was scared to death. Mm -hmm. I mean, literally shaking. It was $300. Right. Now I'm like, $300 $300 here, $300. Right. Right. <laughs> That's a Monday morning for us, right? Right. Exactly. That's a Monday morning, right? Not saying um, that we're rolling in dough, but that no. it's but, so but easy. You, but you, you get to a point where you're like, oh, I get it. I see it. Now yeah. I put money in and money comes out and it helps to generate things, right? But man, it was so scary. So I, I, you know, some people are like, oh, if, if they're not willing to spend the money, then they're not willing to invest enough in themselves or, you know, they don't have a large enough mindset. Their mindset isn't there yet. And I, I just feel like everyone deserves support and everyone deserves to have someone there to be a cheerleader for them. Mm -hmm. And if they can do that in a community that, may also be lifting them up and saying, Hey, you know, you do what? I think I know someone who needs that. Mm. It, it just makes such a difference. Um, so that's why I, I love having the different levels that, yeah. that I can, that I can do. Well, to speak to your point about like, if somebody's not willing, willing quote to pay, you know, a certain amount of money for coaching, well, you have to start somewhere. Yep. And if you're starting in a group program, then good for you to, to make that step to do so. And you're, and I, I know from experience that 
you know, you start with a small program and then you get the confidence to go to another program. And then that gives you the confidence to go to another program. If you don't start, you're not going anywhere and your mindset's not going to change. That's right. Yeah. So, you know, there are some people who will dive right in and say, oh, okay, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, for sure. A a car payment's worth a month. Sure. Let me write the check. Right. There are others who, who won't or can't or whatever. And I, I just think that everyone needs support in whatever way they can, they can get it. Yeah, absolutely. I remember that first time I jumped in to, to work with my business coach and yeah, I was scared out of my mind being like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm putting my trust in you. Take all my money. Mm-hmm. It's yours. And, you know, I think everyone needs some sort of business support. But now you can't imagine not having done that because no. you wouldn't right. be where you are now. Right. You know, it would have taken longer, a lot longer. If I did, even if I didn't, I may have thrown in the towel and just said, forget it. I'll go back to corporate, you know, but you need that support, I think, because it's mm-hmm. hard. Yeah, it really is. And really just is. like your book says, hang on, it's a roller coaster ride. Entrepreneurship is not a straight line. It is like ups and downs and curves and all of that. So you, it takes a certain type of person to be able to jump right in to entrepreneurship. It, it absolutely does. And But here's the thing, right? I don't think that the person who jumps in is as spectacular as the ones who stick it out and stick it out and stick it out. Right. Because the truth is, is that there are a lot of people that jump in and then they, then they see how difficult it can be. And they're like, well, man, I'm out of here. (laughs) Right. But what you get from going through the learning and accepting the challenge and continuing is, is so enormous right? And you learn so much about yourself along the way. You really have a sense of your own grit and where you, where you are capable to keep going and where you're like, okay, I can't do this part alone. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and I know for me, I'm a, I'm a, a real extrovert. Right. And I have, I have talked about this in my book that I needed a community around me. I needed other women entrepreneurs who know what it's like to be raising kids, you know, who know what it's like to balance a marriage and a, and a business or, you know, a committed relationship and a business who know, you know, what it's like to move from state to state as an entrepreneur, because you're, you know, a trailing spouse, right? I needed people who have experienced that and who looked at me and said, you know, Suzanne, you can do this. You totally have this. You, you got it, girl. Right. Mm-hmm. Th- that's so important. It's so important. And I think at least for me, that external validation really helped me to build that muscle inside of myself that on the bad day, the bad days, <laughs> screw days, <laughs> the bad moments, right? a day, a day, thousands of moments um, in a day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In those moments I can turn around and say, you can, you can do this. You're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. boy, that sucked moving on. Right. Know. 
that yeah. was five minutes ago. I'm, I'm over that. Right. Yeah, yeah <laughs> totally. Yeah. 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 So, and I and I know you mentioned in your book like the the importance of understanding that driving force within you that keeps you going. Yeah, absolutely. You know, many um, coaches will talk about your your why, right? Your big why. What is it that keeps you going? And I really, even before the pandemic, um, I really believed that. There's so many women out there like me. You know, I was in a corporate job. I made six figures. I was let go, but I could have just as easily said, you know what, I got to stay home with the kids. Or, you know what? I mean, at the time, my father had advanced Alzheimer's. I might have been needed in that scenario, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So many women leave that corporate environment and then they have a skill set and they're like, you know what? I don't need to go sit in an office to do what I do and to bring value to the world and to be paid in exchange for that value. Mm-hmm. Right. I was saying this like seven years ago, but now it is, oh my gosh. I mean, the shift, it's been seismic, mm-hmm. for, you know, for both men and women, but to be home, to be with your kids, to have them, you know, and somehow managing all the things, right? I mean, at least now in most places, kids are back in school and you can get that six hour block of time to work on whatever it is you need to be working on. But, you know, why would anyone at this point that has, that does desk work, right? Why would anyone say, oh, sure, I'll commute an hour and a half each way? Right. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. There's just no reason for it anymore. And so I know that there are a lot of women who are going to take this experience and say, I need my own gig Mm -hmm. because I'm an excellent bookkeeper or an excellent accountant or an excellent attorney or an excellent marketer or an excellent, I don't, you know, fill in the blank project manager, but in the next breath say, but I don't know, I don't know shit about having my own business. Right. Exactly. Right. And you know, those are the women I love to help. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to point out that this movement actually has a name and it's called the great resignation. Have you guys yes. seen that? Yeah. I mean, oh, yes. It's incredible. The amount of people that are resigning from their corporate jobs. I mean, I think that speaks a lot about like how burnout is impacting people's quality of life. And, and Kelly and I talked about this the other day about how COVID happened. I think just in the nick of time, even though it was bad in the sense yeah. that, you know, loss of life and things like that, but, the old cliche, everything happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. I think it was meant to slow slow, everything down. Mm, Interesting. Yeah. Like, yeah. Get introspective and figure out what you really want. And we worked for the same company, Melissa and I, we worked in the city in Boston and we were at the time living down by you. And so if we were working the day shift at that point, we were working 12 to eight, but if we work in the day shift, that's hours of commute on either end. And it's just, for, it, yeah. yeah for a it, 20 minute for what should be a 20 minute, a 20 mile commute, half right, hour right. max. Right. You know, just yeah. like in, and then you go and you just sit there and you just yeah. waste away. And then you get back in the car and you do it all over again. You go home and you go to bed and you just burnt out. And it's like, 
oh, I don't want to do this anymore. And then everything came to a screeching halt, you know, March 13th or whatever, 2020. And now it's like people are starting. Some people are starting to go back into the office and, you know, the great resignation. Um, people are mostly uh, so many women are just like, I'm done. I this taught me I need to be home and you never know what's going to happen. I might be back home with the kids. You know, my job's not going to be there forever. So let me try this, this thing called entrepreneurship, you know, and see, see where I can take it. And yeah. it is a roller coaster. It's there's ups and downs in a, in a moment. Yeah. Like you said, yeah. it's, it's tough, but it's so rewarding at the end of the day, I would never wear almost four years out of, of corporate night, I would never go back unless I had to. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Knock on this wood. I know, right? <laughs> We're all knocking over here. Yeah. No, I totally agree. And but here's the thing, right? A lot of those women are not thinking, I'm gonna be an entrepreneur. Right. Right. Very true. Right. Mm-hmm. What they're thinking is, I have this skill set. I should be able to sell my services on an hourly basis or on a you know consulting basis. And I think one of the big things that people don't realize is that they're going to spend equally as much time marketing themselves and their services as they are performing that service. And they need to build in the cost of that to what they charge because otherwise they're just, they're going to be hurting Mm -hmm. financially. Absolutely. And so if there's anyone listening who is in that place of, I just quit the corporate job. Now what? (laughs) Or I got laid off or I, whatever, right? I hope that they will really take the time to think about the value that they are going to bring to anyone that they are, you know, providing services for and that they consider the amount of time it takes them to interview for, you know, land that consulting position and all those things, because they're important. And and the administrative tasks behind billing and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. So I've, let's talk about your book. I was going to say what possessed you to write it, <laughs> because I know it's not it's not easy. So what? No, it isn't. What brought you to that point where you're like, let's let's do this. I'm writing a book. I'm doing the thing. And now it's out. And what was your favorite part of the whole process? And and what's your favorite part of the book that you got to write? Oh, lots of questions. Okay. So first, about five years ago, I started to write a book. And I would say I got around 70% through the first, what would have been a decent first draft. And then I got sidetracked. And I didn't get around to finishing the book. And it's one of those things that I kept telling myself, you should finish that. You should go do that. And I'd read other people's books and I'd be like, well, here's what you, here's what your book doesn't have. And here's, you know, all the things. Right. And over time, I mean, a lot of times I'd forget about it, but when I thought about it, of course, there was that me chastising myself for not finishing the damn book. Right. And last year, so, you know, COVID struck in March And I went through March, April, May, June, trying to figure out all the kid things and, you know, and then the summer went by and I saw that my kids were actually going to be going to school some, 
And I started to think about how much time, in a lot of ways, I had more time, partly because my kids were older. So like they work on things independently. Yeah. And, and partly because I wasn't carting them around to things. Yeah. Weren't doing all the things that they used to do. Right. Because. Couldn't. Yeah. Couldn't. <laughs> and I had a little chit chat with myself and I was <laughs> like, you know, you started a book a while back. Why don't you take a look at that? And I did, I pulled out the files and I started to look at them and I was like, this is not the book I need to write, but that doesn't mean I don't need to write one. Yep. And so I sat down and I outlined a book and I started writing. And I said, if I'm ever going to get it done, it's going to happen while I have no social life. Right. Right. <laughs> right. And so I did. So, and I, and then I made a commitment. I, I made a commitment to work with an independent publisher named Deborah Keevan, who is the founder of Highlander Press. And that was a kick in the pants because I had deadlines for her and she was fantastic. So that's, I had it, it was always there. It's been there for a long time that I wanted to write. Awesome. And so then the pandemic and I took the time and I said, now's your chance. Mm -hmm. And then I think you asked me what my favorite part of writing it was. So it's been a really interesting time, right? You know, we've all been home and there's a lot of introspection that's happened. And I think this was a wonderful way for me to examine a lot for myself. Mm. You know, I write about all kinds of things. There are a lot of stories. I call it my business memoir because there are stories about me being a kid and how I learned certain values. There are stories about, you know, my college years. And then there are a lot of stories about my business. And it was a really good exercise for me to think about and process certain things that I've experienced and share them and share how they've impacted me and how they have created me to be who I am. Mm. So I loved that. And it, it was a new challenge and I love a new challenge as well. Yeah. So, you know, loved those things. And then I think you asked me what my favorite part of the book is. Yep. like what did you write and you were like yes that was that was gold that's the one I'm really proud of the leadership section of the book and it it got me to articulate what I believe about leadership and I don't think that I'd ever really done that before it was in me right Mm -hmm but I hadn't kind of claimed my own belief about it. Yeah. Um, Which is that leadership is really has nothing to do with you. It is all about the value you bring to someone else. Yeah. And the way you are able to support them in bringing something to the fore, whether it is, their own business, whether you are a corporate leader and you need people on your team to, you know, make X, Y, Z happen. Right. It's about your ability to do that in a way that, you know, uses their skills and creates value. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I, I, I think that's probably the section I'm most proud of. I think my favorite section is one called the swing and it's at the very beginning of the book, one of the first chapters. And it's the 
the section is all about fear and it's the first part of that. And I won't tell you why, but I, I really like it. <laughs> See a little secret. Yes. It's a little, it's secret a little, in there. It's yeah. a little Easter egg for our listeners to go yeah, look is. for, but may yeah. or may not never figure it out. Right. It's a little bit of a surprise in there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you know what? This is a good reason for people to reach out to you once they do find it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so I wanted to piggyback on Kelly's question about like what your favorite part was. And, and when you mentioned like it was sort of like an ex- exercise for you to dig deep, was there a lesson you learned about yourself? Mm-hmm. I mean, there were probably a lot of lessons that I learned about myself. Oh gosh, picking one lesson that I learned about myself. Yeah, and I'll I'll go back to the leadership. Um, so when I was, I mean, when I was in high school, I was like all the things. I was the cheerleader. I was in the plays. I was the editor of the school newspaper. I was in peer group. You know, I was. If if it existed, I was probably trying to do it on some level, unless it was a sport. <laughs> I was not into the sports. And then I went to college and I was the same way. You know, I was in my sorority and I was this and I was that. And I thought that meant that I was a leader. Mm. And Mm. people told me it meant that, I mean, I thought it because that was like, people told me that, right? Right. Oh, you do all these things. You're a student leader, right? I was not a leader then. I was far too consumed with myself. And I, you know, and I don't fault myself for that. I was like, you know, 15, 16, 20 years old. Right. I was figuring out who I was, but I was far too consumed with myself to be a leader at that point. Recognizing that was an interesting thing for me. I was like, why wasn't I a leader? So I would say that that was a big aha for me or big lesson for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we've all worked with, we've all had bosses that were a, a team leader, but then we've had bosses that were like a team leader. Like they knew yeah. the leadership role. And then the other person just had the badge that said, I'm a leader, you know, yes. and it's no one's fault. It's just how but, you step well, up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with, by the time you're a boss, you ought to have learned a few things, right? right? That was a formative time. Yes. And I I don't fault anyone for, you know, needing to develop themselves before they can help develop other people. I mean, that's the whole thing. Like we're, we gotta, we gotta grow ourselves first. Right. We have to grow ourselves before our businesses too. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But hopefully, ideally, (laughs) ideally, if someone is in a leadership role in a, right. in a business, they have some leadership skills and right. hopefully they are trying to work on them and, and become a better one all the time. Right. Yeah. And I'm going to step back into you, you know, the lesson that you learned for yourself, if I could offer that maybe you were stepping into learning skills to be a leader. Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Because yeah, not because everybody does that. Right. You, you know, stepped absolutely. Up. That's yeah. true. 
That's you raised your hand and you were like, I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll do that. I want to do that. I want to do that. I want to do that. And it molded you to be a leader. To hone those skills as you went up through teens, early 20s, moving upward, you showed signs of leadership as you honed those skills later on. Yeah. Yes. And a desire, I would yes. say. But I, I also said it's a good thing they didn't give out participation right. trophies then because I would have needed a bigger dorm room. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> true. <laughs> yes. So true. Well, I mean, I think we true. all came up around the same time. Yeah. So back in our day, we didn't have oh, participation. No. Uh, no, trophies. no, you actually had to be like the best at something. Yeah. yeah. The best or at least the, the top three. Yeah. Right. Yes. The top three. Yeah. I there was no fourth place. Well. No. <laughs> and no. we turned out okay. We did. We yeah. did. We yeah. did. Yeah. 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 We had keys to yeah. our house. We could get in after school because our parents were working. We could cook our That's own right. dinner. We could do it yes. all. Gen X is vastly underrated, I must say. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's true. Yep. The forgotten generation. <laughs> that is us. Yeah. So tell everybody, where, well, first of all, where can they get the book? Where can't you get the book? And like, not where can't you, but obviously it's everywhere. So where can they get it and where can they find you? So uh, if they're interested in finding the book, they can do that at hangontightbook.com or they can head to my website to find me or the book or anything about me. And that is suzannetmore.com. And where do you hang out generally? Like, which, where's your favorite spot to hang out online? Not in your town, but online. Like, what, <laughs> right? Online. You know, I still, I still am a Facebook girl. I worked so hard to build my business on Facebook and you know through Facebook, but I am getting better at spreading the message on LinkedIn and mm-hmm. on Instagram as well. Yeah, yeah. LinkedIn, so, is Facebook, a- Instagram, oh. LinkedIn. Yeah. The usual spots. I'm always happy to to connect with people. And when you find that Easter egg in that swing chapter, Mm -hmm. slide in her DMs and let her Mm -hmm. know what you thought. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Let me know if you're surprised. Yeah. No, I'm just I'm gonna put you on the spot now. Is there are, are you jumping in again some point? I know it just released, Kelly. To write another book, I'll definitely. I'll definitely Definitely. write another book. In fact, I, so, I mean, as we know, as entrepreneurs, like we have, we always have like the list of billions of things that we want to do. Right. And while I was writing this book, there were at least two or three other titles that I was like, and the next one I'm writing is that. And the next one I'm writing is that. And I had intended to do it really quickly, but then I was like, you know what? You just spent a year writing this book and publishing it and all the things and you should really spend some time sharing it and telling yes. people about it mm-hmm. instead of kind of going, okay, well, that check, we'll check that off the to-do list and move on to the next big project. No, this one has a lot of value and I want it to get out there and to have people read it and share it and, you know, learn, hopefully learn from it. I believe mm-hmm. people will learn from it. Yeah. And savor this, you know, savor this time while, you know, it's, growing and building, you know, more businesses just by your very knowledge and leadership. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. And this is now your new child and hopefully it will listen to you. 
Well, I mean, the good news is I don't have to feed it and I don't have to create it when I go out. Right. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or any of those things. Yeah. Disclaimer, this does not mean that she creates her children when she goes out. <laughs> no, no. She would like dog, to. The dog. Yeah. Just the dog. The 12 and 14 year old are not for like more than an hour. Yeah. <laughs> She's getting older, so she can stay out a little longer now. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, listen, thank you so much. This was, uh, this is a hot subject. So I know it's going to be a good one for our listeners and, you know, we'll look for you on the world tour circuit and the, all the bookstores. Hopefully you'll, you know, be able to travel around the world, signing books someday. We'll be able to say we knew you when. That's right. Thank you. Well, ladies, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And I love the conversation. It's just fun to see what comes out um, when you're talking to great people about a subject we all love. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in as usual. We'll be back next week. Check us out uh, on our Facebook group, the Business Managers Podcast, and also online at mergioenterprises.com. We're going to put all of Suzanne's links in our show notes, including a link to get the book. Let us know what you think. Don't forget to follow, rate, and review. And we'll see you all next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Did you enjoy today's episode? If you did, help us grow with a follow, rate, and review. Check us out online at mergioenterprises.com and on Facebook and Instagram at Mergio Enterprises. See you next week and tell your friends.